0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Friday, July 14th. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing. The Dow and S&P... Are trading at record stocks close to the best level of the day. The 10-year up 6.30 seconds, the yield there 2.32%. Gold up 10.60, the ounce to 12.27, up 9 tenths of 1%. And West Texas Intermediate Crude higher by 50 cents a barrel to 46.58. That is a gain of 1.1%. So the S&P up 14, up 6 tenths of 1%. The Dow up 114, up 5 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 41, a gain of 7 tenths of 1 percent. Again, gold up 1070, uh, higher by 9 tenths of 1 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellett. Well, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets, and our ETF report is coming up here, brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility or well, minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, visit blackrock.com slash factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here's Jenna Dagenhart.
1: Index makers are facing new challenges as people care more about their ETF brands and less about the index brands behind them. And they don't sometimes even notice what the index is anyway. This creates an environment where serious cost pressures matched with the ETF brand starting to get more and more trustworthy brand with the investor. That's not a great environment if you're trying to get fees from licensing your index to these uh, companies. Bloomberg Intelligence ETF analyst Eric Balchunas says we're in the middle of a fee war. As the fees race to zero... Um, you're probably going to see some indexes get dumped. Uh, people will, will replace the index with a cheaper competitor. Well, Junis adds that another alternative could be self-indexing. WisdomTree was a pioneer in the self-indexing, but now you see BlackRock doing it. I mean, they have 338 ETFs. These are the first two that they're doing this for. So it's interesting to see if this will be a, a trend forward where some of these big issuers just start making their own indexes and tracking it and edge out the brand name indexes altogether. I'm Jenna Dagenhart. That's your Bloomberg ETF report.
0: Thank you very much, Jenna. Well, this is uh, Bloomberg Markets here, brought to you by Eisner Amper International Tax Professionals. Multinational companies must prepare for tax reform. Transfer pricing, new territorial tax system, cash repatriation. EisnerAmper.com slash 2017 tax reform. Waiting for you just to my love was a good time for Madonna. That so says Brent Schutte, chief investment strategist, Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management. Joining us now, and I understand that was a personal choice to justify your love because you want to know what's going to be justifying investors' first half love, Brent.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a play on um, Madonna her song, and you know, in the first half of the year, we had bond yields moving lower in the U.S. and stocks moving up. And I think if you surveyed many people um, to start the beginning of the year, not many would have um, thought that would have happened to the first six months. But if you look back and you think about what actually did occur, we had rising economic growth, mainly um, rising in the U.S. and, and, and more globally. Uh, you had rising earnings, and you had subdued to moderate inflation. And that was a backdrop for both asset classes moving higher. And I guess the second half, the question is, can this continue? Um, and we don't believe it can. We believe that equities are the asset class that will more likely justify investors' love. That doesn't mean to um, sell all your fixed income. Um, but in general, we do think the equity markets continue, continue moving forward
0: well uh, what's what's going to do that I mean is it, are the earnings comps because uh, the earnings comps actually aren't as easy as they were a year ago right,
1: right. I mean I, I think our optimism is more so placed on the foreign markets where there are easier earnings comps but in the us there still is rising economic growth um, which is extremely important at this point because the companies do need that um, they need top line growth and you're starting to see some of that uh, and, and so with that as a backdrop, I can tell you that typically if you have rising economic growth in a year, if you look at the markets on over that same year in the U.S., you do have rising um, U.S. equity markets. We do think there will be less because the valuation is higher than what it used to be, um, and it's probably in many cases becoming a, a little bit close to you know, excessive. Um, but we do think that the economy has room to continue growing, and today's inflation report, for example, was a sign of that.
0: As we see valuations get yeah, ever higher with the U.S. and perhaps people getting squeezed out looking for other opportunities. Where globally does the money flow? Where where else looks pretty hot in terms of the, the good opportunities from an equity perspective? Yeah,
1: and, and I think it's um, we saw that in the first half of the year and I think we'll see more of it in the second half. The two that really stuck out were the Eurozone and the emerging markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing those asset classes rally again today. If you look at the emerging markets, for example, um, over the past few years, the, the low inflation that we've all worried about has allowed those economies to actually cut rates. Um, so they finally joined the rate-cutting party um, towards the end of 2014, that has helped stoke their economies. Their currencies fell, which, um, if nothing breaks, typically helps them because they're export driven. And now you're seeing their earnings start to grow. I believe they've grown over the past year and a half um, by 20 to 30 percent. The good news is they're still well off their highs, and I'm not suggesting that things have to revert back to the mean, but their earnings growth is a little bit um, easier to come by than in the U.S., where we're at record levels of earnings because companies have done things um, to manufacture that. You look at the eurozone, it's pretty similar. Um, We have to remember that the eurozone economy was pretty much in recession until late 2013. Um, They didn't start cutting rates until much later. And now you're starting to see rising economic growth that is accelerating. And the biggest thing that changed was Emmanuel Macron got elected, which uh, lowered some of the event risk. And now investors are finally starting to notice that you do have rising um, earnings in the eurozone and you have rising economic growth, and they're increasingly putting more money there.
0: When you look uh, uh, you know, in, into your call for equities, is there a certain kind of equity you expect is going to do better, whether it's capitalization or industry or whatever?
1: I, at this point in the cycle, I would focus more on capitalization. And, and, I'll, and I know that people talk a lot about the rising dollar, the falling dollar. I would focus more on large-cap equities in general, uh, and we have in, in our portfolios here. If you look historically, when when volatility does pick up, typically – Uh, large caps do outperform, and that typically coincides um, in many cases with whether the Fed's too easy or too tight. And so we're all humans, right? And if I push down the price of risk, what will you do as a human? You will take more risk. Typically, small caps are riskier. I think the nuance here is that the Fed is now trying to push up the price of risk a little bit. And that's what their commentary over the past few weeks has started talking about. Maybe U.S. equity markets are a little overheated, valuations are high. I think they want the VIX to rise, and they want people to price in more volatility. Um, and under that scenario, Good, one
0: good night, luck with that, because the VIX is not too going up at all.
1: No, no, I, I, I think, I guess not yet, but I, I do think the Fed is worried about repeating 04 to 06. Um, they raised rates. They might not have done it fast enough. They perfectly telegraphed what was going to happen. Um, and when the Fed raises rates, they are trying to push risk up. Um, nothing happened, and one could argue that maybe they contributed to a real estate bubble. And so I think the conversation, the, the, the changing conversation from the Fed over the past few weeks, has been to try to talk down the market a touch, to introduce some equity market risk. But at the same time, still tr- their actions are still easy money because they want the economy to continue growing um and that's kind of a change from the past few years when if you remember they wanted the equity markets higher because that was the way they got the economy to move higher
0: but with the S&P the Dow at record highs at the moment you got inflation looking pretty pretty slack i mean and and with Janet Yellen having come in and basically buoyed the market with talk of lower for longer I mean, it doesn't feel like perhaps the market's listening to these nuances
1: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the one key thing, and I guess maybe to, to kind of put this—it's Friday afternoon—so maybe to kind of keep it broad. I mean, we 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 talk about where we're at in the recovery, and, and I call it an expansion now. Um, I think that's um, kind of where we're at. Um, I, I think one of the things that's kind of helped me put all these different data points into context and to kind of um, you know come to a conclusion on how much longer we have left. Um, because many people believe that because we've you know, been in an expansion or recovery for eight or nine years and it's longer than whatever's happened in the past, that this means the recovery has to die of old age. Um, I just think that this recovery is not going to end up being any different from an economics perspective than most of the others. The only way it's really different is that it's taking longer to get to those points because the scars of the recession were so deep on society that we've all behaved, including you know businesses and consumers, in a restrained manner. And all policy goals over the past few years have been to regulate and make things safer. And so I just think it's taking longer to get there. And, you know, people worry about where inflation's at right now and and are wondering whether something is going to be different. Um, I think you will get rising wages. I think you will get rising inflation. um, And I think you will have an economy that eventually overheats. It's just taking a lot longer to get there. And so I do think the recovery has longer to go. and, And I think that means that the equity markets have further to run. Um, albeit, as I mentioned before, especially in the U.S., given where valuations are, at, we've discounted some of that.
0: Great stuff, Brent Schutte, Chief Investment Strategist of the of Northwestern Mutual. You listen to Bloomberg Markets, Bloomberg Radio. This
1: is Bloomberg.